and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading The Golden Children. There once was a poor man and a poor woman who had nothing but a little hut and supported themselves by fishing and were living hand to mouth. One day, however, as the husband was sitting by the water's edge and casting out his net, he happened to pull in a fish made entirely of gold. His astonishment was great, and while he was examining the fish, it began to speak and said, Listen to me, fisherman. If you throw me back into the water, I'll turn your little hut into a splendid castle. What's the use of a castle, responded the fisherman, if I don't have anything to eat? I'll take care of that, too, continued the golden fish. There'll be a cupboard in the castle. When you open it, there'll be dishes with the very best food on them, and as much as you desire. If that's the case, said the man, I can certainly do you a favor. Indeed, said the fish. But there is a condition attached to this. You're not allowed to tell anyone in the world, no matter who it may be, how you came by your good fortune. If you so much as breathe a single word, all of it will be over. The man threw the miraculous fish back into the water and went home. However, instead of finding his hut in its usual place, he discovered a great castle and stood gaping at it in amazement. When he went inside, he saw his wife dressed in beautiful clothes and sitting in a splendid room. She was extremely happy and asked, "'Husband, how did all this happen so suddenly? I'm really pleased.' "'Yes,' said the man. "'It pleases me, too, but I'm also tremendously hungry. Give me something to eat.' "'I haven't got a thing,' his wife said, "'and I don't know where to find anything in the new house.' "'No need to worry,' said the husband. "'Over there is a cupboard. Just go and open it.' When she opened the cupboard, she found cake, meat, fruit, and wine. Everything looked at her enticingly. "'What more could my heart desire?' she exclaimed with joy. They sat down at the table and ate and drank together. After they had finished eating, the wife asked, "'Where in the world did all this come from, husband?' "'Ah,' said the husband, "'don't ask me about it. I'm not allowed to reveal a thing. If I tell you, then our good fortune will vanish.' "'Very well,' she said. "'If I'm not supposed to know, then I don't want to know.' However, she was not being sincere, and she kept thinking about the matter day and night. In addition, she kept tormenting and pestering her husband until he lost his patience and declared that everything had come from a miraculous golden fish which he had caught and that he had given the fish back its freedom for the castle. As soon as he said that, the beautiful castle vanished instantly, cupboard and all, and once again they found themselves sitting in the old fishing hut. Now the man had to start his work all over again, and he went fishing. As luck would have it, however, he caught the golden fish once more. Listen, said the fish, if you throw me back into the water, I'll give you the castle again, and this time the cupboard will be filled with boiled and roast meats. Just be firm, and whatever you do, don't reveal who gave you all this, otherwise you'll lose everything again. I'll certainly be on my guard, answered the fisherman, and he threw the fish back into the water. When he returned home, everything had been restored to its former splendor, and his wife was ecstatic about their good fortune. 
Yet curiosity got the better of her, and in a few days she began asking questions again about how it all had happened and how he had managed everything. Her husband kept silent for a long time, but eventually she annoyed him so much that he exploded and revealed the secret. In an instant, the castle vanished, and they found themselves sitting in the hut once again. See what you've done, said the husband. Now we'll have to live in poverty again. Ah, said his wife, I'd rather live in poverty than not know who's giving us all that wealth. After all, I want to keep my peace of mind. The man went fishing again, and after a while, the same thing occurred. He pulled in the golden fish for the third time. Listen, said the fish, it's clear to me that I'm bound to keep falling into your hands. So take me home with you and cut me into six pieces. Give your wife two of these to eat and two to your horse. Then bury two in the ground and you'll reap blessings from them all. The man took the fish home with him and did as he had been told. Then it came to pass that the two pieces he had buried in the ground grew into two golden lilies. His horse had two golden foals and his wife gave birth to two children who were all gold. The children grew up and became tall and handsome while the lilies and horses grew along with them. One day the boys said, Father, we want to mount our golden steeds and go out into the world. That made the old man very sad, and he replied, How shall I bear your absence when I won't know what's happening to you? The two golden lilies will stay here, they said, so you'll be able to tell from them how we are. If they are fresh, then we're doing well. If they wilt, then we're sick. If they perish, then we shall be dead. They rode away and came to an inn where many people were seated inside. When the people caught sight of the two golden boys, they began to laugh at them and mock them. Hearing their mockery, one of the brothers felt ashamed and decided that he did not want to see the world anymore. So he turned around and went back to his father. However, the other brother continued his journey and came to a great forest. Just as he was about to ride into it, some people told him, Don't ride through the forest. It's full of robbers. They'll be rough with you, especially when they see you're made of gold and your horse is well. They'll kill you for sure. But he would not let himself be scared by that and said, I've got to get through and get through I shall. Then he took a bear skin and covered himself and his horse with it so that nothing more of their gold could be seen. He then rode calmly into the forest. When he had gone a little way, he heard a rustling sound in the bushes and voices talking together. There's one, a voice cried out from one side. Ah, let him go. He's just one of those lazy vagabonds, poor as a church mouse. We won't get a thing from him, a voice said from the other side. So the golden youth rode safely through the forest, and no harm befell him. One day he came riding into a village and saw a maiden who was so beautiful that he could not imagine any maiden more beautiful than her in the whole world. His love for her was so overwhelming that he went straight up to her and said, I love you with all my heart. Will you be my wife? The maiden took such an immediate liking to him that she, in turn, gave her consent. Yes, I'll be your wife, she said, and remain true to you for the rest of my life. So they held the wedding, and just as the celebration was in full swing, the bride's father came home 
and was very much surprised indeed to find his daughter married. Where's the bridegroom? he asked. They pointed to the golden youth, who was still wearing the bearskin, and the father was furious and said, Never shall a daughter of mine marry a lazy vagabond. And he wanted to murder him. But his daughter pleaded as hard as she could. But father, she said, he is my husband, and I love him with all my heart. Eventually, the father calmed down, but he could not get over the idea that his daughter might have married a common, wretched beggar, and he woke up early the next morning to see for himself. When he looked into their room, he saw a dazzling golden man in bed, and the discarded bearskin was lying on the floor. Then he went back to his room and thought, It's a good thing that I kept my temper, otherwise I might have committed an awful crime. In the meantime, the golden youth dreamed he was out hunting a splendid stag, and when he awoke in the morning, he said to his wife, I want to go out hunting. She was anxious and begged him to stay at home. You could easily have an accident, she said. But he answered, I must go hunting, and hunting I shall go. He got up and went into the forest, and before long a proud stag stopped in front of him, just as in his dream. He took aim and was about to shoot, but the stag ran off. He chased the animal over ditches and through bushes and did not get tired all day. But in the evening the stag disappeared before his eyes, and the youth now looked around him. He saw he was standing before a small cottage, and inside was a witch. When he knocked, the old woman came out and asked, "'What are you doing in the middle of the great forest so late?' "'Have you seen a stag?' he asked. "'Yes.' she replied. I know the stag quite well. Now a little dog that had come outside with her began to bark viciously at the man. If you don't shut up, you nasty cur, he said, I'll shoot you dead. What will you do? the witch cried angrily. You'd shoot my little dog dead? Immediately she turned him into a stone, and he lay flat on the ground. Meanwhile his bride waited for him in vain, and thought, I'm sure that my fears have come true, as well as everything else that was weighing so heavily on my heart. However, the other brother, who was standing near the golden lilies at home, saw one of the lilies suddenly droop. Oh, God, he said, my brother's had a great accident. I've got to go and see if I can save him. Stay here, said the father. What shall I do if I lose you as well? I must go, he replied, and go I will. He mounted his golden steed, rode off, and came to the forest where his brother was lying on the ground as a stone. The old witch came out of her house and called out to him. She wanted to trap him too, but he kept his distance from her and said, If you don't bring my brother back to life, I'm going to shoot you. Unwillingly, she touched the stone with her finger, and the brother regained his human form at once. There was great rejoicing when the two brothers saw each other again. They embraced, kissed each other, and rode out of the forest together, the one to his bride, the other home to his father. I was positive that you had rescued your brother, said the father. I knew when the other golden lily suddenly straightened up and began to bloom again. From then on they lived happily, and everything went well for them until they died. The End The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. 
The translations used are copyright Jack Sipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you.